dissolved the council permanently. Last remnants of the old republic have been swept away. Welcome, Yak Skywalkers. To a brand new episode of the Imperial Senate Podcast. I am your host, Charlie Ashby, and as always, I'm joined by my fellow co-host Nikki and Claire. How are you guys doing? <laughs> oh, they're gonna choose which one? The tension building. They're both fighting. Speechless. Speechless. There we go. That's exactly how I'm feeling today. Pretty, pretty darn speechless. Too bad we do an audio podcast. <laughs> I know. It's almost like you have to, you know, pick some words and use them. Oh God. I have no words the best for this words. moment. <laughs> I have good words. I have the best words. <laughs> best words ever. Uh, the be- the be- yeah, the best words, okay. Siege oh, Mandela. Terrific. <laughs> Fantastic. We really siege that Mandela. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, all good. All good. How are you guys good. doing, my fellow Mandahorians? <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> Mandahorian up. Oh yeah, I, think I need to go see a doctor. <laughs> I've had a, had a chubby for the past eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> Was it brought on by Gar Saxon? <laughs> it's just just sort a of combination of everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Well, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Well, we're going to leave the you know the biggest part of this week to the end, obviously, because we want to discuss it in full detail. But yeah, I think we can. I think we can collectively agree already that before jumping into our what made us moist segment this week, that we just scrap that because the third part of the show will be our moist. <laughs> will be the moistitude. A lot of moisture locked in. No moisture wicking for this episode. It's like ziplocked in. Yeah. <laughs> like Gar Saxon's gel use. The, like, all the stuff he uses for his hair. It's that amount of moisture. That guy that guy fucks a lot. He does. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he has had the same haircut for like twenty years and still looks fucking cool. And he I know. Oh my god. And don't fix don't fix it if it ain't broke. True that. I mean true that, yeah. He can't help being hot, Charlie. I know. And he's got to wear a helmet all the time. Like, God. I mean, how does that happen? There must be some helmet to hair technology because Kylo Ren, Gar Saxon. (laughs) So much gel. (laughs) (laughs) That's some good shit. (laughs) I need me some of that. It's like there's an army of hairdressers within each helmet. (laughs) They're like constantly just like refluffing and. Making sure it looks nice. Yeah, that's what George was trying to get to with the Clone Wars arc. It's, it's like, a symbiotic relationship. It's all been building to this. The Mandalorians, um, they cut your hair. <laughs> I could use some of them right now. I tell you that. <laughs> if you go back and watch the Yoda arc, it's all in there. That scene where Yoda goes, "Who? Who are you?" He goes, "Happiness, fear, hairdresser." <laughs> Baba. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's that's what that's what this whole Clone Wars arc has been about. Damn. Um not connected. True that. Why don't we just dive into the news as it is this week? Because there's mm-hmm. a few bits and pieces. It's not majorly you know, news focused, but that's what we're gonna go. 
I'm, my brain is just muddled. There's no point even talking, to be honest, because this episode of The Clone Wars was amazing. <laughs> it's it melted ruined, all of our brains. <laughs> it's ruined all of our brains, not to mention the fact that we've been locked in for a month and slowly but surely going crazy. Oh, it's not so slowly anymore. It's like, you know how the, the virus spreads exponentially? As does our mm-hmm. insanity. It just rises. It's like 10,000 times more potent the next day. And then it's like 30,000 times. <laughs> it's just going to keep going. Now I know how Maul felt. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of this week, I'm going to be crawling on the floor, scratching my face, going, the break of the chains, the chains that bind us. Chilling with a little snake man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's so funny>. <laughs> <laughs> Eating people that it just throws down a hole. Mm-hmm. Delicious. It's the perfect lifestyle. <laughs> you have like metal legs. Made I out mean, if you can't go to the crown. grocery store, you got to get fed somehow. I am nothing. We <laughs> 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 on the floor crying. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> starting off this week with, with the news, uh, The Mandalorian is getting an eight-part docu-series on Disney+. Plus. The show, titled Disney Gallery The Mandalorian, will air on Disney+, Plus starting on May the 4th, and will go behind the scenes of the show with actors, directors, and the key creators behind the project. So what do you think? Very cool. Cool. Um, next in the news... <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you think, Ben? No, it's, it's one of my favorite... Like one of my favorite parts of Star Wars is like learning how the sausage is made. And this is some especially spicy sausage. And mm. I cannot wait mm. to find a little bit out more about that salchicha because I'm just, oh man. It's, there's so much I want to know about how they did so many things in this show. And I, I just can't wait. Hopefully, this also means that we get more beautiful behind the scenes documentaries. Um, or some beautiful behind-the-scenes interviews with Werner Herzog talking about the baby Yoda. And the penguins. And the penguins. It's just kind of random. Penguins, the pogs. <laughs> it's a random aspect of Mandalorian, <laughs> but I hope it's something they highlight because I'd love to meet the Manda stunt doubles who do a lot of the physical acting of the show. Because um, I, think, I think Bryce Dallas Howard talked about how Pedro Pascal was, um, he had some other commitment in like, like he's in a theater play or something. And um, basically her entire episode was not him in the suit. Oh, I didn't hear that before. Mm-hmm. So like the way the Mandalorian was crafted was like this huge group effort between Pedro and the, I think one of them is like John Wayne's like grandson or something. Um <laughs> yeah and it's like and it's like this insane like collaborative effort of you know learning off each other and and whatnot and then getting all the the movements the same i don't know if they'll like talk about it because it's like those people aren't like movie stars but um i think it'd be a cool way to see how this guy comes together but they're stars in our heart Mm mm-hmm yeah, they're, they're the ones who go through the battle to get that that armor, baby. Mm-hmm. Make that sweet Disney book. Gotta share some love. <laughs> I mean, as well, it's like, 
like you said, they're integral to the role. I feel like Lucasfilm always does a pretty good job at trying to, you know, show off the people behind the scenes that create all this magic and give them a bit of limelight as well. So hopefully we get to see a bit more from them. Um, again, it's just cool watching any documentary. Um, I really want to see, I, I'm really hoping there's the clips with George on set. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so isn't like, it, oh. didn't it also say um, it's sort of like a round table hosted by John Favreau? Like that's like the structure so, yeah. of it. Yeah, that that sounds really awesome. I think it's it's the the round tables is in a little um like a diner and he cooks food for people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like think I might have got the conf- <laughs> yeah, I might got like, confused with something else. It's a chef show like- spinoff. It's not actually a Mandalorian docuseries. We talk about <laughs> Star Wars, but he's I cooking felt like the whole time. um <laughs> John Favreau the other day when I was making a grilled cheese. I was like, oh man, look at me. Just <laughs> <laughs> filmed it for YouTube for the uh yeah, for the for the views. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki makes sandwich. <laughs> That's like the oh first episode. <laughs> He's like, grilled cheese, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag chef. <laughs> um yeah, I think it's pretty cool. And obviously, you know, starting on May the fourth. There's a lot of cool May the fourth goodness coming our way. Um, especially since they announced that also the final arc or the final episode of the Siege of Mandalore will be coming out on May the 4th. Heck oh yeah. God. It's so close. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like, I mean, we always do get something fun on May the 4th, but this time around it really feels like like the classic days when we get a film. <laughs> it's, it really does, I yeah. mean, it kind of is a film. Oh yeah, this is, it's straight up, like, the movie cut is going to be the the like the perfect way to watch it. It's 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 going to be really interesting having the Siege of Mandalore as a film, as like the bookend to the what we get with the Clone Wars, which was it started with a film. Mm-hmm. I really love that. I love that idea. It just feels so. I don't know. It just feels perfect. Poetic. Yeah. It's Poetry like. <laughs> it's like the end of the Ahsoka saga. You know, we had episode nine, the end of our Skywalker saga, and now it's the end of the Ahsoka saga. Suppo- as far as we know, I guess it hasn't actually been confirmed that Ahsoka is going to be in The Mandalorian, right? Like, that's not, I think uh, like, I not Lucasfilm confirmed. Not Lucasfilm confirmed. Because it's, sure not, it's not true until it's, until it's you know, until it happens. I can't remember which publication it was, but I'm sure I read an interview yesterday where Rosario Dawson was like, I can't wait for them to confirm it. <laughs> like, oh, that's fun. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so who knows? I mean, I can't, I, the fact that I can't even remember the source is, you know, not great. So ignore that. But um, yeah, it's like all your, um, all your like top, top level, uh, Hollywood trade things reported it. And like, like the ones who are like, Oh, if they do it, it's kind of true. It's like yeah, basically exactly. true. But yeah, it's it's not not officially true. <laughs> but still it's kind of like a nice little bookend to this era of Ahsoka that got kickstarted in Rebels and we saw that journey teasing up other journeys and it all goes inside itself and we'll talk a bit more about that later as well. But um yeah, just feels kind of just, it just, yeah. I remember being in that theater watching the Clone Wars film and thinking, 
this character intrigues me so much because we need to know what happened to her. And the fact that we're finally getting it on screen is just... I mean, I want to kiss you, Dave Filoni. <laughs> <laughs> Davey, baby. Davey, take that off. What's that underneath? A tinier hat? <laughs> Whoa. That's just my, that's my fan appearing. Oh my god. It's I like a Russian nesting doll situation of variously sized cowboy hats underneath there. Is that what your <laughs> fan theory is, Nikki? <laughs> or Charlie? How dare you? Sorry. <laughs> yes, that is my fan theory. <laughs> and then the bottom one, there's a little convo. Oh, so cute. And under that convo, there's a little hat. Um, but yeah uh, speaking of the Clone Wars uh, we've also got some other news which is the Star Wars Clone Wars Stories of Light and Dark cover was revealed this week the book is an 11 story filled anthology which features tales from Lou Anders Pretty Jibba Zerada Cordova Jason Fry Rebecca Reinholz Greg Van Eekhout Tom A. Goldberger E. Anconvery, Sarah, Be- oh, you can tell I'm doing this. I'm such a professional. Uh, Sarah <laughs> Bethdurst, June Harley, and Anne uh, Sue. Yeah. How, how cool is that? More clinical stuff, baby. Very excited for that. Uh, Ten of the stories will be retellings of the arcs from the show, and there's an additional story being told about the Night Sisters. Yeah, uh, ladies. Cover- Sorry, oh, I love them. They're my girls. <laughs> <laughs> they are pr- they're pretty good. Um, the cover art was designed by Kesnia Zelensova, whose amazing Star Wars art has graced the web for years. Ooh. That's pretty cool. Ooh. I'm excited for this. Like, hmm. it's it's the classic tale of the you know the the difference between the book and the movie. There's so many yeah. more. There's so many different perspectives. Even if it's a story, you already know the end too. That's why we love. You know, well, the novelizations that I've read because <laughs> I haven't read them all. But um, that's why, you know, that's, you know, you, you get, if you see the Harry Potter movies, you got to go read the books after you've seen the Harry Potter movies because you get so much more. Um, so I, I look forward to seeing what different perspectives are brought to these arcs that we've known and loved. And also anytime I get Night Sisters, um, that'll keep me up at night. So heck yeah. And I'm going out, I think, I don't know if any of this is confirmed, but I'm pretty sure uh, Anne Convery is, is writing the Night Sister story. Yes, baby. <gasps> Yay! Cool. So, dope. dope. So dope. Also, she's, she's hilarious. She's the best. <laughs> she's a legend. Legend. There's always a bit of truth and legends. Wink, wink. Um, but yeah, it looks pretty cool. It's fun to see like fans who put up like fan art and stuff and make their way into like there's the official releases. It's always cool to see. Um, yeah, I'll be picking that up. Um, I wonder if we can like, see like a story from Numa's point of view. Numa. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh. I want another zero. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> the star. <laughs> 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 you 
You shouldn't have betrayed me, baby. <laughs> oh my god, these are three terrible Zero the Hut impersonations. I'm so sorry to everyone listening. I was trying to do sliced noodles. Oh, you. <laughs> well, that might explain some of it. Zero the. Uh, uh, it'd be the same. <laughs> Honestly, not that far off. I didn't try to steal my nephew. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I love that little hutlet. <laughs> <laughs> same, zero, same. Mm-hmm. Fucking zero to heart, still fucking with people in season seven, retrospectively. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, RP. <laughs> he has a hard time staying dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, some major news that sort of broke in the last what hour or so. Um, yeah. the fact that, well, I guess we have to say it. San Diego Comic Con has been cancelled. What? I mean, oh my god, what a surprise! Who yeah. would who would have thought? Apart from everyone, um, we knew it was coming, but it's here. <laughs> It, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, yeah, of course it's been cancelled. Like, obviously we should prior, uh, prioritize the, the, the getting people healthy again. The fact is, like, from a scientific point of view, the, the, like, realistically, from a positive point of view, the most likely chance of getting a vaccine is, what, January? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is, like crushing people and like getting people not crushing people but like, like crunching and getting stuff done really fast and really quickly still even when it's out there you've got to do testing and stuff it's very unlikely it will get passed up before january so it should just been noted that all this stuff is happening i'm assuming celebration is definitely not going to happen i think dragon con is close to being cancelled which is in september so mm-hmm. yeah i it's- mean this is the closest con to celebration obviously that's been canceled as far as i'm know i mean it's it's honestly just seems irresponsible to have that many people flying in from all over the world and that i mean there were what seventy thousand people in chicago Eight. attending celebration so it's like yeah i heard it's yeah. a um, insurance thing and they can't can't they can't like cancel the event until they're told to or something. And like that sort of protects the event. So like it's not gonna happen, but until somebody's like, hey, uh like the state of California is like, hey, uh you can't do this, then they'll then they'll do it. And they put up they put up a notice I saw on the celebration website. Um it's dated April 14th, so it's fairly recent. Um and it was basically like, you know, all the safety jargon and then like they technically haven't told us to cancel, so we haven't done it yet. Um, so I think they just have to wait for like an official statement because then that sort of protects the event also, which right. is what we want, right? Like we we want celebration to happen at some point. So you know, whatever protects people protects the organization that hosts it. Let's just do what's best for everyone and and uh, move it when the time is right. Do you think that they're going to refund tickets and refund hotel reservations and things like that? Or do you think that they're going to end up um, holding on to that money and those reservations and just making it for the 2021 celebration? I think they said you can do either. They said you can honor your ticket 
for whenever it is, if it's postponed, or you can choose a refund. I saw that, that on the ReadPop site. The hotels, I have no idea. Bummer. It's a bit of a bummer for the people who were not financially capable of going this year, but were like, all right, I'm going to save up for next year. Mm-hmm. But, but to be fair, this whole situation is a bummer. So, <laughs> Yeah. It's like, it's, <laughs> in the end, we shouldn't really be worrying about it. Exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like, I mean, of course, we love it, though. We want it's, it's it's really, to, it's certainly the only thing I was anticipating this year. Exactly. That's the one trip I was going on, pretty much. <laughs> so, I mean, like, it's, it's really, it's really sort of, yeah, I mean, a bummer. But, you know, we'll, it, of course, we have to. We'll abide by what that is best for the public good, and um, yeah, I just I hope they, I hope they just you know, they move it to like April or something. That'd be nice. April in Anaheim yeah. is much better than August in Anaheim. <laughs> I agree with that <laughs> um, statement. Yeah, and and it's another thing. It's like we celebration gaps have been like two years before. It's not like odd. Um, so you want it to be so yeah. August in Anaheim or April? I'd love April 2021. Okay. I'm the opposite. I'd love, I'd love to know. Well, because if you go August, you mess with D23. Yeah. So it's true. I'd, but at the same, I don't know where the whole thing goes. I feel like it's still too soon. Especially like if you think about like the countries that are locked down. You want people to get there. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to say what's going to happen by April. And no offense, but I will fucking fight the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, Pete for space. Yeah. Hey, Mickey. Oh, hi there. <laughs> Fuck off. But yeah, no. Oh, okay. August is a August is a complication with D twenty three, which I don't know who would budge. I don't think Disney would budge off that if if everything's still normal by August. That's the other um, caveat. Or maybe like you know July or something. You never know. Did July before? Yeah, July could work. I mean, I I just want it to happen. So whenever same. it happens, it would same. be nice to, since it snowed this week two different times. Um, and it's April. I'd be cool with the if everything had cleared up by then. Not realistic, but possible, I guess. Um, I would be cool getting out of the snow and the thirty degree weather to go to California in April. But you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever happens, happens. I'm just along for the ride. Yeah, you know what? Just come anyway. We'll have a mini celebration. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is really off topic, but I'm trying to do some research for the show whilst recording. And there, I'm on Wikipedia, and it says like, "Did you know?" So there's like all these little facts. And the last one is my favorite. It says, "Did you know that Agent Tierney had an office?" <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, mind blowing. <laughs> what a crazy fact, Wikipedia. Like wow. a home office or a work office? <laughs> <laughs> At the minute, she's working from home. The first daughter are nothing but compliant. Oh my god. Did you know that the Sith Lord Darth Malara developed mutated gene oceans? What do you do now? Whoa. I do Hi. now. Uh, while we were. Um, while we're recording, Dave Filoni just posted a new piece of artwork, and my heart is broken. Oh my god, I just pulled it up. Rude. I have so many things to say to this man. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? It's a, it's a range of emotions. There's definitely a fuck you, Dave Filoni, in there. <laughs> but, then there's, but then there's also, please hold me for all eternity. 
<laughs> also, I love you. Never leave me and never yes. leave Star Wars. <laughs> it's funny. When you said there's definitely a fuck you day for learning it, my immediate thought was you saying that whilst like on the floor on your knees, hugging his leg. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all happening at the same time. Yeah. Tears in your eyes, absolutely. Kissing plenty of how dare you. Yeah. <laughs> You've ruined my life. <laughs> um, yeah, should we just dive into the Clone Wars of it all? Let's do it. Okay, it we're going to talk about... I think it's what everyone's been waiting for, and judging by the reactions to the episode... It's what everyone enjoyed the most up this season. It is the uh, Ahsoka arc. Um, <laughs> hey. so I, I caught up with the Ahsoka arc last week. Um, by the way, an update on uh, what happened last week. I don't know if you remember what I said. I couldn't go on Disney Plus because the password had changed. And I was like, oh, out. yeah. <laughs> uh, turns out I was trying to use Disney Life, which I forgot to hey. delete from my tablet. And nice. it was Disney Plus was on there. So I just missed Clone Wars for a week for no reason. Um, Proud of you. I'm, I'm caught up. Don't worry. <laughs> so have, they, have they loaded everything on that's that we've got, or are uh, they still like dripping it? It's funny because today was episode six of the Mandalorian. Uh huh. But we get Clone Wars up to date. Oh. <laughs> so I, don't, yeah, I think they, I think I figure they're going like for the UK. We'll drip out the Mandalorian, even though it finished a while ago. But for the Clone Wars, everyone's like, I think people will be like angry if they released it in America and not over here. Mm-hmm. So like, shit, better do it. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I caught both the Ahsoka arc. I'm actually surprised about how many people disliked it. Because I, I liked it. I, I like the episodes a lot. Um, I like the characters a lot. I think my, my only like reservation was just feeling like, um, like real estate is very precious in this last season and like just wanting it to be like every arc is going to be like mind melding. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but no, obviously it, as long as we get Trace and Rafa again, I mean, I, f- I feel like it was a, um, it was a good world building for where we are now. I, I remember talking to you guys about how I was kind of lukewarm on the first two episodes of the Ahsoka arc, but the last two really hooked me in. Mm-hmm. Once we're tying it into, oh, this is how we're getting to the Siege of Mandalore. Oh, there's my baby girl, Bo. Okay, that's cool. Oh, and Maul's going to show up with the pikes. Hell yes. Um, that was, it was just exciting for me. And um, seeing Ahsoka really start to struggle with her own identity and keeping it a secret or not, or using her, her gifts or not. And it, I just, it was cool. It was pretty yeah. cool. And she's really going to struggle with this once the Jedi purge happens. Oh, man. I know that's going to like, you can just see glimpses of what that time must be like for her. If she's feeling this way when everybody around her is, um, you know, when, when the Jedi are, are Coolio at the moment, I- except for, you know, the underworld. Of course not when, you know, you kind of s- kill someone's entire family on accident. And they're like, oh, by the way, may the force be with you girls. Peace out. Um, <laughs> Luminara gives you a discount. <laughs> I've She's never been so- a Luminara fan. I'm just going to put that up. I have, and I'm so disappointed <laughs> in her. She's like, first, you're so cold that Barris falls to the dark side. 
and then you're so cold that you'd peace out on these poor little girls whose world has been shattered. Oh my mm-hmm. god! You need a you need to get so a like, little nurturing bone in your body. You have none. You should not be training younglings. You shouldn't be interacting with people. Sit in your chair. Shut your mouth, Luminara. She did the like a uh, comforting equivalent of like giving them some lollipops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your mom died. Here's a lollipop. <laughs> She's like, here you go, kid. Um, the thing that's know, cut- all is as the force wills it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like here's you're bleeding out. Your jugular's been cut. Here's a band aid. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. <laughs> oh In a God. way, you're lucky. <laughs> the thing that's cool as well is that, like you said, Claire, because this was um, so the, the incident happened when Zero the Hut escaped. I mean, it's very likely that um, Barris was with Luminara, and she saw yeah. this behavior, and that might have led, like, not directly, but obviously building up to what she did later on. Another brick in the wall of being like, oh my god, the Jedi are screwed up. Which, mm-hmm. to be fair, they are. <laughs> and when you follow sure. her around, like, come on. Whew. She's someone who didn't get a glow up in the Clone Wars. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I just remember watching that first episode, or she was in, where it was like, they have Newt Gunray captured. And Ahsoka's like, hey, listen to me. You should take my thing. My advice. And she's like, no, bitch, shut up. I got this. And then she very much did not have this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, Luminara, that's cool. And then Geonosis, she was like, kind of a judgy bee about Anakin and Ahsoka's relationship. I was like, okay. But guess whose Padawan saved their butts? It wasn't mm-hmm. yours, Luminara. Mm-mm. I just remember when she was like, you have to, you have to like, let her go. <laughs> she's dead. And he's like, what? Like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> Like, you're not even trying. <laughs> Anakin's like, I do not want to be on a mission with you if I fall under the rubble. No, thank you. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I suppose you signed 50 of these life insurance forms for the Padawan at the Coruscant. He's like, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like hiding. <laughs> I don't want to sound harsh on her. I mean, I already kind of am, but... Um, <laughs> What the Inquisitors did with her remains didn't make me mad. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, even, even when she was a husk, oh, she was still causing trouble for people. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, fucking Luminara, her dead Women body. got what she deserved. Her dead body <laughs> still for, ruining. the Martez sisters. Oh my god. <laughs> Dragon K is like, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Her jaw falls off on the floor. (laughs) Obviously, wasn't a very informed Padawan (laughs) because he's like, "Oh my god, (laughs) okay, that's been illuminated. She's she's amazing." (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh god. You imagine her talking to Ezra. He's like, "Oh, your parents died. (laughs) Sorry." (laughs) (laughs) It's a free coupon to Pizza Hut. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Get like a free coupon. Here's a Walmart voucher. Oh my god. Go back. Go back to your home. <laughs> we here's, haven't got one. There's a here's thirty there. days free of Xbox Live. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, but yeah, I, I know you said episode one wasn't your favorite, but there's one thing in episode one which 
because I was I was okay with episode one. I was like, okay, this is this is interesting. And what you said that bit as well, Nikki, about how this is precious, you know, precious time for the Clone Wars. I still feel like it's not the Clone Wars unless there's an arc where you're like, ah. <laughs> 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 like there has to be an episode friend. where when you hear the you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's part, <laughs> part of the experience. It's part of the experience of the DNA. I feel cheated if we don't have that. So I oh feel pretty chuffed. But it's also... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. There's something in the first episode, which I fucking love so much. So if you know me, my favorite like era of music is really like the 80s and sort of like new wave music. Um, And one of the things I love about Kevin Kiner is that he is allowed to sort of introduce real life music and eras into Star Wars and Star Wars will fire them up. And in episode one of this arc, there is a new wave 80s soundtrack, like New Order, but it's Star Wars. And I'm going to play a little <laughs> bit for you. It's, it's, it's like, it's just one of those things where I was like, I didn't know I wanted this, but I'm glad I do. Love, love will tear us apart. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's just the small things. Yeah. It's not even the big deal. To everyone else, I was like, okay, it's just the fucking like background sound. But to me, I was like, I love it. I love it so much. It's it's the same with Zeb Rocks. It's yeah. like there's music in Star Wars, and I want to I want to get an album of that. I would buy an album of just that. I want to learn the lyrics to Chorus on the Cafe. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which I kind of hope is the name of the track, just in general. Like there's a band who's like, yeah, this song's called Chorus on Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I think um, it's one of those things where, again, it's like you talk about the Clone Wars experience and you, you're also learning a lot of the people who maybe binged it all on Netflix and didn't have to do the week-by-week week waiting. Yes! <laughs> like, like, there are definitely episodes of The Clone Wars where you're like, now I gotta wait another week after that 20 minutes. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's one of those things that you can't appreciate until it's over. Like, exactly. Like, you, like you need, like, yeah, you'll, you'll end an episode and be like, oh, that was underwhelming for me. Um, and then, but then once it's all together, and once you can like appreciate it all together, that you're like, oh, these are pretty great, which I think is how I ultimately felt about this arc. Um, I think for me, probably the the one I was like the most initially disappointed with was the third one, just because it felt like a lot of running in circles and ending back at the same place. Yeah, but but in the meantime, it was doing a lot of uh, character information and development and what Ahsoka's learning about the way people view the Jedi, which will inform this, you know, a certain encounter in the, you know, the newest episode, which we're going to dig into. Um, so again, everything's important. There's no filler in, in this shit. All killer, also, no filler. I also really appreciate how like, I'm kind of glad the Clone Wars was canceled when it was. I know we mentioned this last week, but I'm really glad the Clone Wars was canceled when it was 
because we're allowed to have this sort of retroactive introduction of themes and characters that were in Rebels and the sequel trilogy. There's a shot in this week's episode, which I won't delve too quickly into yet, but there's a shot of some Star Destroyers in this week's episode, which definitely felt like a JJ shot. Like It mm. felt like it was from like the Force Awakens style, like the way the ship goes to the Star Destroyers. Mm-hmm. Um, and But there's also elements of like just character development. I mean, Ursa Ren is in this. Yeah, that was never going to happen beforehand. And you can say, oh, well, it's just a random like introduction of a character. It's not, though, because we've got so much inbuilt into the, the story of Mandalore through Rebels and Sabine. Kanan. Kanan. I mean, he appeared on this week's episode. Yes, he Crimson was, sweet Dawn. baby. Crimson Dawn. Again, that's why. That's the thing I actually I, I didn't realise until about, I think, episode two of this arc. This is a pretty good prequel to Solo. Mm-hmm. It is. And I wasn't expecting that. And I really, I really loved that. And I feel like the episode does a really good job of introducing the concept or saying Solo could have worked as a Disney Plus show and it still can. Yeah. Even if it's animated, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be mad because I feel like that's a great pl- platform for the show. I mean, they do a good job of delving into the sort of, you know, the underworld elements, the spice running, the, you know, it looked good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I actually like the Martez sisters. Oh, yeah. I think they're great. Oh, they're a awesome. Lot people, a lot of people saying, oh, they're SJW, like, typical. I saw someone <laughs> say, like, they're stupid. I was like, have you ever been a teenager? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was a very smart teenager. I never made a mistake. <laughs> Why are you Obviously. doing that? It's like, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? I knew I loved, I loved Rafa, like, immediately. I loved, that whole vibe was great. I knew I loved Trace when I got so mad at her <laughs> for, for dumping the spice. <laughs> stupid I was so shit. mad. I was like, this is the stupidest thing any Clone Wars character has ever done, and I love it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's one of the, it's, I think they're great. I hope we see them again. I think we will. I also, hope so, I- too. Yeah, the idea that someone said, oh, I'm so annoyed. Why did she do that? It's like, quick tip. Um, Han Solo did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's what shitty yeah. smugglers do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, ma- a passage of right. So I just, yeah, I did I died like the characters. I didn't think they're like incredible, but they're not supposed to be. They're supposed to be teenagers who have been through, they're just showing a different layer to the Star Wars universe, which is a a working class subset who have to deal with the bullshit of war and live life. Like, they have to live life while the war's going on and get mm-hmm. ignored by people who should be protecting them. Yeah, for sure. So, take that, internet. <laughs> we won. <laughs> yeah, we like those SJWs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we my like- God. Also, the idea of having a hairstyle makes you an SJW is like, fuck, fuck off. What are you talking about, <laughs> dickhead? Like, and that's it's it. like, like a uniform. <laughs> I want to ignore, I, I, and this is what I'm going to do, I'm just going to ignore stuff, but I have to say, you're a fucking idiot if, if that's what bothers you. <laughs> These are the people who are like, if it doesn't make my dick hard, it's SJW bullshit. <sighs> 
it's just Ooh, yeah. Nikki. Ooh, Nikki. Oh, you're hitting it right on the head and it's it hurts me. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a little oh my god. Oh yeah, my god. Like, I'm sure on one hand they're like Yeah, you fucking suck. And then the next minute they're also your DMs going, Hey. Exactly. <laughs> Do you ever know any fans? Well, I mean these are the these are the people who like with the the new Tomb Raider movie and they're like her boobs aren't big enough. Exactly. And it's Guys, like, okay. I don't know why it's not as hot as it used to be. Yeah, it's oh my god. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> you don't you don't get the same people. You don't get archaeologists going. Well, I do have to say this this new Lara Croft film is is, is just incorrect. You don't that tomb would not be like that. You don't you don't see <laughs> that on that scale. <laughs> um, I know I watched the um a convention clip recently of David Tennant um speaking about this. And he made a really good point. He said, if you walk down the street and you saw a crazy person shouting, like, crazy stuff, you wouldn't go up to them and be like, that's wrong. You'd be like, oh, shit, that's a crazy person. And you walk away. <laughs> yeah. And he says that for some reason, we our brains process this information. If it's in typeface, we give it more. Like We just, add, we just look at it and think, oh, that's more important than it is, which it isn't. Yeah, he said. That, um, I think he said along the lines of, um, "In the real life, it'd be covered in shit on the wall." <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's like it's just ran- crazy people, random people, just shouting gibberish into people the internet. Not worth the time. It's not worth the time. Just ignore it. Yeah, but it's um, true. yeah, this like arc happened and went, and hopefully, Bo-Katan came back. Um, by the way, have you seen Katie Sackhoff's YouTube channel? No. YouTube channel, specifically? She's been doing these, like, uh, like workout sessions. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know where she gets the time. She's, like, getting lean and taking over mental. That's a hefty, <laughs> that's a hefty so what you're telling stuff to do. What you're telling me is Mama Bo Peep... Mama Bo Peep Catan is a uh, can literally kick my butt in real life. Okay, <laughs> I, I've just sent you a picture on our group chat, and I oh. and you all you can hear your reaction to that. Jesus, she could kick my ass. <laughs> I'm oh, so, Starbuck! I'm simultaneously afraid of her and so proud of her. Who might be down the skirt and horny? <laughs> that's basically right? my that's my whole reaction to Starbuck. <laughs> 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 is she on that live action big franchise workout that they make everyone do I, I really hope so if she's in Mandalorian I will scream she's gotta be it's it's like there's too much I'll never, <laughs> I'll never forget a red wig an orange wig on her and make it happen <laughs> I'll never forget when she she tweeted something like she was in LA and she's like career high moment like of all time and this was while Mandalorian t- season 2 was filming and I'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like always liking like Pedro Pascal and like Gina Carano's like posts I'm like okay <laughs> interesting and it's of course it just makes sense like she lost her dark saber and I assume I like hope we find out how Bitch better get it back. <laughs> Season two of The Mandalorian. <laughs> Listeners, you can't see this, but Nikki's actually wearing a deerstalker hat and has a pipe in his mouth. 
yeah. <laughs> investigating. I'm a sleuth. <laughs> that, I mean, I want her to be in it because Bo Katan is one of the most interesting characters to me. Mm-hmm. She started off, she could just have been a random Mandalorian, but she is this. I mean, just by the state, like the sentence, she was your sister, wasn't she? It was like, it just blew my mind. I was like, okay, there's so much context there, there's so much information. Mm-hmm. And then with Rebels and all the stuff that's added on to that. Yeah, it's, just it's, so cool it's a great journey. It. Yeah, because like like you said, like she literally just started as Death Watch Lieutenant. Exactly, and now and it's like now she's the you know the not only it, like in the royal family of sorts, and you know the ultimate rule leader of Mandalore until some shit happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, some shit went down. It's like, yeah, this like sweeping narrative of where you just take this what you could assume was a one-off character and just make it this massive story. I have to say as well, like, what was I going to say? I fucking forgot. That was great. That was great, great podcasting, guys. I shall see you next week. Um, what was I about to say? You, you, you talk. I'm going to just... Mandalore! <laughs> um, oh, my God. There were some fun moments in this episode, like, specifically, um, at least the moment where Almec is like, uh, oh, we're we diving into the Siege of Mandalore now. Oh, are we? I thought well, we were talking about Mama Bo. I su- yeah, but she was in the other episode. She was in the. Uh, oh, Ahsoka that's true. Arc. She was in. You jumped the gun. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you wanted me to talk. I just thought of something. You let me down. No, I'm joking. No, no oh I, I remember. I, I spoke to. I tweeted from the podcast account to Tracy from Lucasfilm and asked if she if there's any way that Lucasfilm can release the skincare routine that uh, Clan Vizsla uses. Because <laughs> god damn it, they're a good All looking bunch, and they don't age. They do not age, and when they do, it's, it's beautifully hotties. Uh, Whole lot of them. Going, should we go into the Siege of Mandalore? Yes. Yeah, so uh, what I was please. gonna say. <laughs> Well, should we get? Should we start off with the the big thing, which was I I was like, okay, it's the Siege of Mandalore. It's supposed to be like a film. I am so excited. I know it's going to make me happy, but I'm just gonna start off from the beginning. Breathe. There's no way I can be excited within the first minute. And then the tr- old Lucasfilm logo showed up. Yes. And I was like, well, just fuck me then. <laughs> and I just bent <laughs> over. And the classic Star Wars theme, not the Clone Wars Star Wars theme. Right. I know, and it's red. And it's red because Maul, baby, he's back, hunty. The ultimate sign of shit going down. Right. (laughs) Star Wars logo's in red. (laughs) It always fills me with dread the first time I see it. I'm always like, oh, God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's happening. Something's coming. Um, Yeah, within the first minute, we get to see Kanan as a Padawan. Yep. All the 66 shenanigans. Like, we get to see Plo Koon on Kanan Straight from the movie, we see Ayla Sakura on Felucia wearing her cute little crop, crop top, totally about to get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> just like so much. I was like, oh my god. And just see, especially seeing Plo Koon and Ayla, I was like, and I am not okay. This is the first and moment that I'm not emotionally okay. Commander Bly, baby. Ooh, baby. <laughs> Mr. Shoot Your Girl Under a Leaf. <laughs> 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 oh um, my god! Yeah, we get and we get to see obviously like all different pieces, pieces of the galaxy and war. Oh, and- oh! Uh, General Grievous 
looked fucking amazing. Oh, oh my <laughs> fucking god! I I I came. I have to admit, <laughs> I, I just sh- shut my wad. That I to, I to, did you have to clean up or did you wait? <laughs> I I just I just wanted, I wanted it to ferment because <laughs> oh, didn't, even, didn't even notice until the episode ended. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh Jesus! Christ. Until he was um, stuck to the blanket. <laughs> watch the situation. Peel it um, off. Mm. <laughs> 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 well, well, after the Lou Lucasfilm logo came up, I just went downstairs uh, to strip my clothes off, buttered myself, and just laid on the bed watching it, um, <laughs> getting ready, for, you know, to be taken. Um, and <laughs> this, it was just so cool. Like the General Grievous, it looks so good. Someone said that I wouldn't even be surprised if they just took the General Grievous from the film and degraded that rather than improving <laughs> the Clone Wars asset. I was like, yeah. And you never know. The thing is, we're never going to see him. <laughs> It's yeah. for one scene, and it looks good. Looks it's, so good. Um, yeah, there's so many cool Easter eggs and just awesome stuff in this whole arc. We get the whole opening scene with Anakin and Obi Wan with the two hundred second battalion and the other five first. And Anakin just, looking like you want to smack him just as much as you want to kiss him. Yeah, there's a great um, tweet someone put earlier. I'm sorry, I can't remember your name, but um, someone put. A picture of Anakin like doing the sort of shrug and the like the the wry smile, and someone put this fucker's gonna kill kids next week. He's <laughs> 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 got a point. Like it's funny when you think about the timeline. <laughs> oh god! And there's a lot of like, um, it's a lot of like aesthetics in, within Star Wars, <laughs> and just this this opening with Anakin and Obi Wan and the the rocket troopers and everything that to me is like the perfect star Wars aesthetic. Like, oh, yes. it's like everything about, like that was the first time I was like, not to sound extreme, but I was like, mm, don't tear up here. You little idiot. <laughs> Cause like, it just felt so right. Like it's like, this is this. It's like certain moments when you're watching something for the first time where you like, you're just absolutely sure that you're watching star Wars. It's like, it just kicks in and you're like, that's it. This this is the secret sauce. There's the thing. Yeah, the thing I love as well is the the two hundred second battalion, the twelfth battalion. Sorry, um, they pretty much resemble Obi Wan. Like they're very, you know, they they're very calm, but they also they they think about what they do before they go off in that. Whereas the five hundred first battalion are basically <laughs> Anakin incarnate, upside down. <laughs> Being like, just a bunch of crazy assholes <laughs> <laughs> ready to kamikaze this bullshit. And they are the clone equivalent of a can of thirty-two ounce Red Bull. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> they're they're there to like do whatever Anakin wants. Like, they go paintball on the weekends. They <laughs> they go paintball. They they <laughs> they're just nuts. And I just love the way. That... My... Yeah, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I just love the way um... that they resemble the. The master, not masters, but the Jedi generals. Literally, like one of my favorite parts is is against just these little touches of when Rex like crawls back under and he's like, <laughs> "Okay, guys, we're just a little bit longer." And then one dude just like, "Sir, yes, sir." <laughs> <laughs> so good. Did you say so? So did you say seriously? Because I can't remember. I'm sure there was like one. There's like, like a little. There's like a little bit of like. like a ugh. sarcasm to it. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's so good, and obviously, like 
they combined two elements from two of the best Star Wars films, which is obviously Return of the Jedi and The Last Jedi, in the fact that we get the R2-D2 head bump with the yes! and the dun, dun, dun. And then we have the Last Jedi stand of a Skywalker being like, what up, everyone? Yeah. <laughs> Buying time. <laughs> and again, it's like, a, like we said earlier about it being like a, a bookend. Obviously, the Clone Wars film, we see a fake surrender. And here we go again. Mm-hmm. And it's the 212th and the 501st. Exactly, together. yeah. Yeah. it's And another really uh, fun thing um, that I really loved was the Rocket Trooper design is exactly as it is in Battlefront 2. Oh, yes. And like with the little oh. chevron on their foreheads and extra fun thing is because this is also on brand um the 501st lego battle pack that's coming out later this year has those little rocket trooper guys in it (laughs) i'm so excited i'm buying 10 of them (laughs) oh man it's not even gonna be fair it's just gonna be like (laughs) those those lego paddle ones better watch out Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah no it's that that whole sequence was just perfect and it started with obi-wan fucking slicing a missile in the air oh, so good. <laughs> and i also want to comment that uh the tactical droid was voiced by donald Faison. <laughs> was it which, was he really yeah, it's literally the funniest thing because like he came up and he's like what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> he didn't sound like a normal tactical droid he didn't there was, like, there was too much expression with like beneath that layer um so yeah i thought that was pretty funny that it was him and the guy from oh uh, Resistance was in last week's episode as well, right? With the arc. Uh, Josh Brenner, I think. Yeah, Josh Brenner played he one played, of the... Uh... played the Toongs. Yeah. <laughs> like, just fucking amazing. Kill what, him! What a cameo. Kill him! <laughs> it was so good. good. Oh, wow. That means he's been on all three shows, right? Hasn't he? Yeah. He said the trifecta. The, tr- the animation trifecta, baby. Um, it. Yeah, and then we go off, obviously... Um, they go off to the meeting room where they find Ahsoka on the hologram. And unlike the trailer, which was, I think Rex is in the trailer, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. they swapped it with Yularen because everyone loves a sexy Yularen. Um, <laughs> previously. <laughs> just like, are you okay? <laughs> I like how they aged him up a little. Yeah, they, I think they did that in season six as well. Like, he had gray hair in season six. Oh, okay, yeah. And then he's a bit more grayer, I think, in this one. It looks right. He's a silver fox. Something I want to point out before we get into this conversation. Um, They dropped the fulcrum thing uh, earlier. Yes! Which is also funny because it's like, because I think the implication was that Ahsoka created fulcrum like with Bail Organa, but (laughs) actually now it's like, this goes back even further to Anakin and uh, Sagarera, which is, it's pretty great. Um, which think, is also which is now funny because it's like Anakin basically came up with the idea of the rebellion and of the spy ring. I think yeah, I think it, it's kind of hinted that Anakin co-created, but I, feel, I still think Ahsoka created it in the sense that I feel like it was a thing created during the Ondron arc, right? Mm. I guess that's that could be the case. And they set it up, and then they they keep in contact through because they're not supposed to be involved with Ondron. So they have to contact the Republic via the Fulcrum link. 
Yeah, it was just never said as much, but that can certainly be. It's cool though. Sort of like the inference, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's cool again. Just these little little uh, you know nudges. Do you think Cassian's like? Know. So I got Anna. I was fucked him too. High five. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, get um, this man away before I shoot him. <laughs> Lies. Sorry. Yeah, and that was cool. Like a nice little nod to, you know, another big element of the Clone Wars, which is, you know, the on the run arc and obviously Saw Gerrera. So it's nice that was like, just like nods to the past and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to see Ahsoka return. R2-D2 gets a big cuddle <laughs> the way he can. That's so great. Uh, yeah. So cute. So sweet. And and then she just blows right past him. I mean, she gave him a look. Okay, little, bitch. She gave him a look of, <laughs> hey. He gets a pat on the head or something. He gets a look and like half of a head scritch. Which is Come great. On. I would love to be scritched by Ahsoka. <laughs> you know what? I, I, you know what? I'll take it. You're right. I would probably be cool with that too. How great in all of this? I mean, you're talking about R two, but real the, the real victim here is Anakin, because you could tell he was like he was like oh my god oh my god we're gonna get drinks we're gonna like go bowling <laughs> we're gonna do so much stuff together and she's we're just have like a slumber party we're gonna yeah. paint each other's nails and we're gonna have a pillow fight. <laughs> I've I've ordered all the pizza already. It's gonna be awesome. And uh, and she's just like okay let's let's go do some talking and he's like what. <laughs> She Why? took that friendship bracelet that he made for her and threw it right back in his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can somebody who listens to the show, can someone edit that scene of Anakin reacting to Ahsoka and put the music from Toy Story 2, when somebody loved me, every hour we spent together. <laughs> <laughs> that song will never not be the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to me and instantly make me want to cry. <laughs> and then later on, can you edit Revenge of the Sith? When she loved me. <laughs> can you edit Revenge of the Sith of him killing the pad ones? The strange things are happening to me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez. And then turn Anakin into Wheezy. Let <laughs> <laughs> me take this mask off, Woody. <laughs> Bye, Woody. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I think that, that whole wheezy thing in Toy Story two like nearly traumatized me. I oh, know, right? Oh god. Anyway, I back even to Star Wars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another cool little uh, sort of addition they added into the story was when the um, alarms go off and the chance has been kidnapped. One, I know we knew about this anyway, so it was in my head. It's like I processed it. I got excited. Whatever. But when it happened, I was like, shit, shit, fuck, shit. Guys, yeah. this is happening. This is fucking happening. And I entered a state of panic. I, I was like, I'm like, ready. I'm like, not ready. Not ready. Like, not ready for this. We are so close to Revenge of the Sith, the guys. Adrenaline in my body was like crazy. And then they did something. I was like, okay, kudos to you, Dave Fellini. Which is, they, they kind of made canon the 2D. Tartoski Clone Wars cotton. In what way? Because uh, uh, when they say, oh, what about the Chancellor? Obi-Wan Kenobi says, Shuck T was, uh, has gone to oh, go get him. Oh. And Mace Windu lost connection with her. Which is what happens in that. I think that was also 
into like deleted scenes and um like either the novel the novelization she was she was on grief as a ship but in the actual um 2d animation it's on coruscant right like because mace windu can lose his connection with her and so that right. was like a nice it's like her mark. and those other two guys yeah are like trying to defend him or something yeah um it's but yeah good. i think yeah there's always been like this sort of vibe of <laughs> shakti being screwed at that point in, in the <laughs> star wars universe <laughs> She died like three times, like in different mediums. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, y'all quit trying to kill Shock T. It's I know, right? Just, to go. At least she doesn't become a girl. Nude, live like nudie in the Force Unleashed. A nudie? Oh my god! She's what? like wearing like a bra, and she on fucking Fallujah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. you're right. She's got she's got that get up. She's like, I like it now. She's it's rocking fun. it. Let's be fair, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, oh man. It's not yeah, that cool and, um, to look like that. There was there was a lot of really cool um, dialogue between you know Obi Wan, Anakin, Bo Katan, and, and Ahsoka, and just seeing these like the different factions of you know and how people like perceive what they're doing, sort of coming to head, you know, coming into conflict. And the, I think the line like when he's like, "We'll get drawn into another war," and he's like, "What's well, one more?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like this, I- this idea of like, oh, you think you're just fighting one, <laughs> like, and and then Anakin, of course, with his, his classic Anakin trademark of uh, hey, you know, we haven't finished this one yet. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's there's just a lot of cool moments and and of course the Satine referencing and whatnot. And it was so, yeah, it's just so good. And then I of course she gets her clones. Drink. And she gets her clones. And and like that was one of those moments, like the the Ahsoka call, um, and seeing her clones with their with in Rex with their Ahsoka painted helmets. Like it's one of those things that we've seen before in trailers and, and teasers and such, but it still pulled my heart out of my chest. And yeah. I just had to look at my beating heart. That was one like, of those moments oh. where um because I was, I was in the the panel at, at London Celebration when Dave Filoni explained that scene for the first time and made Ashley Eckstein cry. <laughs> oh, um, about the the doors opening and they all have the the paint and um, so yeah, it's like this is even just all of this like Mandalore stuff. Like it's it's sending me back to that um, that day when we were in there and he was just kind of like. And then this happened. And then this happened. And Ashley X, I just like, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and now it's sort of like, now they're getting to fulfill that, but in you know, the best way possible. So, yeah, no, it's, it's just surreal to see these things come together. And there's so much, like, really great character work, like you said, in that scene where Anakin's in the middle being tugged by Ahsoka side and Obi-Wan <laughs> side. But you get to see different points of view. Like, you get to see, like, retrospectively... Obi-Wan is still sticking by the council, but he kind of doesn't want to do it, but he still will do it. And then when it comes mm-hmm. to Anakin, like in a week's time, he's still on the edge of being like, look, it's okay, but he still doesn't. And that's what kind of what leads to the downfall. Ahsoka yeah. has got a point about the Jedi. You see Anakin kind of going with that viewpoint, which kind of sucks because we know that Palpatine takes that and then twists it even further in a different direction. Um, 
so yeah, it was just one of those fun sequences. Obviously, the Satine thing really hit me. Um, it's like just it's yeah, it's a tragedy in it. And it's kind of a- I just watched the uh, the Lawless right before this episode came out too. <laughs> so it was like it was a little fresh, fresh wounds here. Ouch! Literally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just um, yeah, no, it's 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 insane. One of the yeah, one of the the only downfall I think I have from this like drawback from this episode is how much I would have liked to have seen Son of Dathomir adapted because mm-hmm. it's such a jarring sort of. Um, if you haven't read the comic, it'd be so jarring to see Mandalore from season five to where it is in a season seven. And that's a really like interesting blind spot that came out to me the other day, also because my friend. I guess he was watching the Pike stuff, and he texted me, and he was like, "So does this take place when Maul's like still ruling Mandalore?" I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, people who like don't know this, like, they, I can see the like the confusion, I guess, because it's like, um, yeah, there's this whole like arc of episodes that would have connected, you know, when Maul originally was there to when he's back. Um, so yeah, that's it's. I think that's right in kind of like it would have been nice to see a little of that but hopefully there will be some sort of you know exposition obviously by the end of the episode we'll i think we'll have some ahsoka mall time <laughs> they can, <laughs> chat. i think they confirm that the bad batch arc takes place in the middle of the uh ahsoka arc okay because Anakin is on Coruscant. And they're like supplying or something. <laughs> and he's supposed to be in the outer siege. He's in the outer room mm-hmm. sieges. So obviously after, I guess episode two of the Ahsoka arc, like the outer room sieges happens, and then the Bad Batch stuff happens during the outer room sieges, and then is an axis in the outer room? <laughs> Geography less. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it it was part of the outer rim sieges, wasn't it? I, I have no idea, honestly. I think, it, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna stick with my guns. Um, and then this takes place, but also those two episodes are also in the middle of the Son of Daphnir arc. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So it's like a weird timeline. Yeah, it's it's like time's always been kind of like nebulous <laughs> yeah in, in Clone Wars so um but yeah no it's I thought that was really fun like just going back to that Ahsoka arc really quick that flash sort of uh you know homage scene with Anakin and Ahsoka it was, it to, was uh, Return of the Jedi of course it's so good like the where is the shuttle going <laughs> <laughs> it's like you idiot what are you doing in this flight lane <laughs> It's like, this shit happened to me before. Anakin's <laughs> <laughs> oh, just really bad at his job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's different. <laughs> it's a made-up code, sir. <laughs> different, uh, different approach. <laughs> let, let him go. He'll be fine. <laughs> he's like, ah, kids these days. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I used to fly ships at their age, blowing shit up. <laughs> <laughs> this was pod racing. <laughs> And can uh, we, I mean, can we talk about Mandalore and just in terms of like the architecture, the 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 civilization, the fact that since Maul take it, has taken over, the aggressive, 
like I think um, I think it's in this episode where Bo-Katan says Maul's presence has like changed the had changed the civilization of the planet. Like this, everyone is becoming more aggressive, and they're sort of reverting to their older state. And the best way to reflect that is the fact that everyone's got their own armor again. Mm-hmm. And they're openly wearing it. Like, you've got all the more sort of supporters wearing the armor. Olmec has got a fucking sexy armor. That was a dope kit. Ooh. With the gold, like, with like, oh, dude, the braided and the, oh, ooh. Mm-hmm. sorry. I can't, I can't speak. I want his armor. That's the one that I want. Also, he's such a, he's such a dick. <laughs> I fucking hate Olmec. <laughs> And I'm more yeah. convinced that he's lying about Django. He's <laughs> like, fuck that dude. He doesn't know nothing. Right. Oh, the oh. most unreliable narrator. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, the, the, there were so many scenes. I think, yeah, so I guess jumping past Ahsoka getting her, like she gets her lightsabers and we all know that. Yeah. Um, I guess before we get to Mandalore, I think it's worth talking about that, like, I think what we can assume is their last seeing of each other until Twilight of the Apprentice. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, technically. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> the Twilight of the Apprentice? And, uh, technically the first they, episode. Somebody had a... um, What's it called? There was a tweet showing how the shot was framed exactly the same way over Anakin's shoulder looking back to Ahsoka, like, coming, like, in the background. I'll see if I can find the photo. Oh, my um, God. But it's Why like, do you do this? It's like exactly the same of like him over the shoulder sort of seeing the back of his head and she's there as in, in both these episodes. Also, the way that Ahsoka acts in that scene, like, it, like it's good for her for like standing up for herself. But at the same time, it adds to the retrospective anger and guilt that she has in Rebels. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I remember being like, it's like, you left me. It's your fault. I used to be like, that's not fair. Like I don't know why she's sort of verb. Like she's she thinks that way. Now it's like, oh, okay, get it. Oh, let's see. Yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> um, also, also, uh, Commander Rex. <laughs> that promotion, you love to see it. Is there yeah. any promotions in the workplace? Last, um, it will yeah. last a week. So but- good. Yeah. <laughs> so you gotta celebrate the victories when you get. I think Ezra was like, Ahsoka said we want, we're here to find a Captain Rex. He's like, that's fucking, what the fuck? I've been demoted. <laughs> <laughs> You're demoted. <laughs> Slaps him. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's, that was, that was a cool scene. And I love the lightsabers and I love, I love the idea that Anakin's like, hey, I made him like mine now. Because <laughs> 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 you Twins. can see it on her face. See that's her face the when friendship she turns bracelet. That's exactly yep. what it is. <laughs> it's it's so funny. Like when she turns him on, you can just see this look like really. <laughs> and he's like, hey, they're better now. <laughs> <laughs> they're blue. Oh, <laughs> blue, baby. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, just, no, it's so great. It's just. It's just one of those things. It's like it fits so well. I don't know why the, the blue fits so well. Like redeeming, redemption, like coming back into her own. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Also, blue versus red looks much better. Yes. Like overall, it, it fits like a classic look. I also love how Ahsoka and Maul also feel like they're two sides of the same coin. 
mm-hmm. because you'd be like, oh, well, it should be Obi Wan versus Maul, but they're both these like cast-offs who don't really fit in either way, and felt betrayed it, it, in it's, some way by, by both their, their masters. Factions. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting to see how that they delve into that a bit more. Also, I just want to add as well while we're going into all this like, stuff really quickly. Ahsoka's top, the Mandalorian top. I want that. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. I like how she got the like headband too that Bo-Katan has. Yeah. I know. I saw that on the shuttle. I'm like, oh, twins! Mm-hmm. Oh that's my a God. new friendship bracelet. Girlfriends! <laughs> I, <laughs> I do like the idea like Bo-Katan's like, we haven't got time for this. And then they go back in the ship. It's like, so what do you want to wear? And it's like a whole out, like, <laughs> big closet. <laughs> I've got this crown here. Um, I'm really interested. I wonder if they will ever delve into the family, like Satine and Bo-Katan and all that stuff, because that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always wanted to see the uh, the time of young Satine, young Obi-Wan, younger Qui-Gon during the Mandalorian Civil War. And I think that could be a very interesting time to also talk about the dynamics between Bo and Satine and their culture and 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 I want my my love story. Remember when um, speculation about what Master and Apprentice was about? Was yes, that? that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking about. I wanted it so bad. Oh, it would have been so good. Yeah, that, that, is, like a, that is a hell of a story waiting to happen. Right. You get like three lines of it. I want that so bad, please. I do too. <laughs> Although I kind of want it Put to it be in like animation. A, yeah, maybe animation. Make a movie. Animated movie. Liam Neeson is <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh my god, that'd be so wild. <laughs> in Mando Madness. <laughs> Mando Madness? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I want that to be like a 1930s style like cuphead. <laughs> but, it's, but, it's the, but it's Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan. Steamboat oh Willie. Oh my god. On the, on the nebula <laughs> ship. <laughs> oh my god um but yeah as i was saying before like the mandalorian like the siege itself seeing that in terms of like how they attack the the different the buildings the way people attack the way the armors and stuff it's just so cool i just love all the mandalorian was so good like, oh, it's so gorgeous. And it, and it and started, the it started with the Ooh, Oh my ew. god. Yeah, and it started with the the ships and coming in at from orbit. Like oh. those, those shots were incredible. And then they they all just flying in and shit's going down. And it was weird. I had a very specific feeling during um like the initial parts and it actually took me back to the Battle of Winterfell. And like this feeling of anticipation of when everything's like like the army's coming to, at them and like all the lights are dead. And um, it was basically the part when the Mandos like jump out of the gunships and they're sort of flying into the missiles. And they're like, one of them is like looking around. He's like, what, what's going on? Where are they? And then all of a sudden the, like the Maldalorians pop out of the sky. Ooh. And it was just like, it took me back to that same feeling of like the army of the dead, like rushing into them. And it's, it's a great way to like film anticipation of like that, of like the, the combat and when like shit's coming. And it also reminded me because we're back at Harry Potter podcast, reminded me of seven potters when like all of, there's just clouds. And then all of a sudden 
loads of people like flying in the air. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, the battle fucking slapped so hard. Oh, so good. Uh, can we just say? I mean, we're gonna dive into this because I know one of the hosts, or actually all of us are, but one in particular is very horny for Gar <laughs> Saxon, baby. <laughs> Me, ow, hubba hubba. <laughs> ooga, ooga. <laughs> okay, let's be fair though. How are you not? He has got perfect bone structure, Dude, sexy he haircut. Great. He's got like six o'clock shadow. I don't know if that's. I don't. I don't even know. I don't even. I'm like. I'm like getting a little tongue tied just thinking about it. When he he has that super badass helmet. Why is he wearing a helmet? You need to show your beautiful face to the world. I don't care. I like. I don't. And thank God they weren't at the point in time where Mandalorians always keep their helmet on because that would be a goddamn shame if we couldn't see. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be, a, be a war crime. <laughs> it would be a war crime. Oh man. Yeah. No. It's like he looked oh, great. My. It was, and it, that was one of those things where it was like, I was um, just beforehand like thinking about like what, oh, what's gonna be in here? I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to see like Gar Saxon? And then it's like, oh shit, and there Rook, he is. And man, damn, damn, he looks good. <laughs> yeah, him and him and Rook. Um, and I love and- seeing her without her helmet on because, uh, look at her fabulously dyed hair. Ooh, how much does she look like Sabine? So much, so right? much. I was like, oh, damn. She even had something on her, like, her left pauldron, like, some sort of artwork on there. Um, I was like, holy shit, Sabine o'clock. Um, it's like evil Sabine, alternate timeline Evil Sabine. Sabine. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. And what a, it was a great move, especially with Saxon, um, of how much he looks like his son of Dathomir self. Oh, like, with yeah. Like, sure. and stuff. I think someone said, um, obviously, Rook's design was the one that sort of it's what they designed Sabine off, like the armor. And then Yeah, now, I remember a lot of speculation and that she was her mom. Yeah, for sure. And now they've retrospectively designed Rook's actual face off Sabine. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is like a, a nice little like bootstrap paradox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I remember the like cover of Son of Dathomir where Rook's helmet resembled Sabine's. Um with like it had these like two dots specifically sort of on the on the helmet that kind of looked similar. The owl. So yeah, that, that was a lot of like early a lot of early speculation. Um and then then of course we have actual Sabine's mom. Who's badass getting, getting work done. Mythursa. Do you think we'll I wonder s- she'll take take off the helmet? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we'll see Fen Rao? That'd be awesome. I would yeah, I'd like to see him in like part of Oh isn't he like or wasn't he like on Megiddo? Oh, he might have. I think he was there for the early s- stages, but I'm not sure if he was. I don't remember where. I didn't read the Kanan comic, so I don't. I don't know where Kanan was on Order sixty six. Was he there? Um, I think. I think so. I don't think it was Order sixty six. That was it. Or it might have been. Hmm. Because I don't, yeah, depending on where. Because yeah, obviously Kanan and Fenrao have the history. Of, at some point, but I, I don't know when. War. Real quick check. But yeah, it was just cool to see this character, and also his voice is like the best. And I would listen mm-hmm. to ASMR, like him telling me that they're being invaded by <laughs> Republic. Yes, please. That's a great. Um, 
the the Clone Wars and Rebels really did a fun things for anyone who's a fan of uh, the show Rome uh, from HBO because they basically just like kept casting people from from Rome as Mandalorians. <laughs> so like like Kevin McKidd, who's Fen Rao, and Ray Stevenson is uh, Saxon. They're like the two lead characters of of the the show called Rome. And then um, Tobias Menzies plays Brutus, and then he's like the Saxon brother in Rebels. So like. A lot of a lot of a lot of fun stuff there. A lot to unpack. A lot of fandom. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And uh yeah, no, just and then going sticking on Gar Saxon, like the the scenes of him in combat too, where mm. like we saw him like kind of fight in Rebels, but obviously this is sort of like strapping young man uh who like just got out from the brothel kinda <laughs> like Gar Saxon, who's like, I'm hot, I'm ramped up on hormones, <laughs> and I'm ready to fuck some people up. Yeah, he and he looked great. Yeah, so uh, Rand, uh, oh, I can't even talk now anymore. Uh, Fen Rao was on Mygito on the third year of the Clone Wars, but it was the planet Kala that the Palaba was killed, so. Mm-hmm. That wasn't where all the six six happened for them, so it was an earlier I battle see. with Magneto. Got it. So potentially, could yeah. Who knows? The protectors. I mean, it's like it's time to show up, right? It's their like, name, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like we got we got some shit going down here. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Um, another thing that kind of stuck out to me, which also reminded me of Game of Thrones, was when, um. Uh, Bo-Katan's talking to uh, Almec, and he's like, You're, "The people will never like back you if you do this." And she's like, "I don't care." <laughs> and I'm like that, that just had that extreme Burning King's Landing down vibes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but she's like, "I don't care. I'm going to liberate the city by fucking it up because that's what Mandalorians do." Um, and also, she's right. And, yeah, and it's like it. That was a cool sort of vibe of seeing her like push herself as far as we've seen her go, especially with when she like finally corners him and, and he's like, you're not like your sister. And she's like, laser bolt fire by head. <laughs> he's like, I, he's like, what the, like, let's, let's go, dude. I ain't got time here. Um, yeah, no, it was, it's so cool. I, it's just insane how, like, this is just the best Clone Wars episode ever. Like, it just is. Yeah. Like, it's insane. And it's only part one. <laughs> oh, like, my God. We have three more episodes of this shit, guys. Oh, my God. <gasps> and Sam Whitwood posted oh. his in all four episodes. And on Twitter, it's just, my God. <laughs> We've made a masterpiece. Yeah, because before he said it was, like, the best thing they've ever done. Yeah. When he'd only seen the three, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Oh, my God. It's... I can't even um, I can't even comprehend what's gonna happen. And like I'm just so scared. Like you go back and watch trailers and like ninety seven percent of it was from this episode. So it's like they've barely they've shown us like maybe two seconds worth of something from these next three episodes. It's like there's there's so much still to do. It's it's just nuts. I can't even I can't even my, my. literally oh my god can't. what's gonna happen and there's just so much like it's just every level of this these episodes you can tell or just designed totally di- like it this doesn't even feel like season seven no is how no. is how like different it is it's just every aspect 
is like totally unique and it comes it, you know it's down to the animation the cinematography um just just the the lighting the texturing like it's the, the amount of care that went into this and the music of course um it's like it's just insane and uh another like part that specifically reminded me of that was um the like sewer segment near the end right where like they like sneaking around and then you see that one shot where it starts with like rook and then sort of goes down the hallway and you see all the man like the bad mandos hiding and then it comes out the other end it's like there's just shit like that you don't we never like see that kind of stuff like it's like this is legitimate this like next level like work it's it's so cool every shot you can tell that every single shot was done with so much creativity and love and just like this is the most cinematic that Clone Wars has looked yet. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. is freaking gorgeous. <laughs> it really and is. That was, that was one thing like I felt when watching it because I, I made sure I like I put all my lights off. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. And like I was like, I even got some popcorn. I was like, okay, let's go. And like watching it, I felt like I almost felt like I was watching it on like the galaxy stage or something because it's almost like I could hear the crowd applause at the moments, you know, Yes. Um, it just, it felt so big. If like, I don't know. I, I hope it celebration, whenever it is, I hope they do a screening of this on like one of the big stages, because that would be the most incredible thing to like watch in a giant auditorium with people. Um, Cause yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. That this this experience was just I don't I don't know it's there's so much to it, and we haven't even seen the Ray Park CGI or motion capture fight sequences yet. Like we've just I just but we have so much like crazy crazy visual and dramatic nonsense coming our way, mm-hmm. and I'm just so I just this is I. I want this in a theater. I wish that this yeah. could be shown yeah. in a theater. Obviously, not that any theaters are open, but I this this arc already feels like it was meant to be shown on the big screen. Right. It I really mean, yeah, does. Yeah, just like the animation is like the highest quality. It's like yeah, just every like nothing would feel out of place on no. on the big screen. No, um, not at all. Yeah, it's it's so cool, and I think um, going back to like the music for a second. There are a lot of really interesting little nuggets of things that have like been pulled from other places. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys like caught some of these, um, but he uses like Takodana music <laughs> when she gets her clones. I didn't and, get like, that. The, 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 it's like the same music when, or like it's all very similar when like they land on Takodana and Ray's like looking at the, like it's it's something where it's like it's not a callback, but it's Influence. like. Um, it works like like it works it's it's sort of the same with like the the attack of the clones in the zori scene where it's like it's not really connect there but it like it works um, but the feelings yeah. resonate right. with each other so the music the musical feeling mm-hmm. and i swear to that. god when ahsoka lands on the platform with the lightsabers <laughs> and he hits he hits a few notes of ray's theme like i right heard a bit of ray's theme <laughs> and yeah and that's there I'm pretty sure there's some solo when they're like they're coming in on Mandalore and sort of like that Crimson Dawn vibe. Um, yeah, it's he like he went all out on this shit, man, as he always does. But 
Kevin Kiner, man. Kevin freaking Kiner. Superb, sir. I, as well, I'll say this as well. Um, do you remember when the season five clip was released at Celebration? It was the um, the Emperor scene when Emperor, the Emperor appears on Mandalore. Oh, they showed the trailer, yeah. Um, in that re- reveal, they used the like straight up movie, like da da da, and they used some like movie like soundtrack pieces. And I always thought mm-hmm. that that worked really well. Like I love Kinda's original music, but there's some bits where it's like that would be perfect for that scene. And they did that a lot in the they trailers. They did that a lot right? in the trailers, yeah, definitely. And there's like yeah. pre-release scenes, like we're working on this at the minute. Especially, the, mm-hmm. the, do you remember? The, I think it's the same scene where you see um, the door, the hangar door open on Mandalore, and Obi Wan sees the the battle going on. Yeah, I was. Um... I was at that panel. I'm pretty sure. Like, like it was like the, one of the last days of. It's like maybe the last, second to last day. And uh, no, I remember that day because that was <laughs> that was the day I first realized what celebration could do. Because that's when they secretly brought George Lucas, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, hey guys!" And I like lost my <laughs> shit. And um, oh, hard. and that because yeah, I like I'll never forget when Dave Filoni was like. Hey, we're gonna show you the trailer now. Even George hasn't seen this. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, what? <laughs> we're watching something with George Lucas, and um, and uh, yeah, they showed that like they showed that scene where they like fly into that hallway and they like kick each other and stuff, and then the doors yeah. open. They showed the part where Bo-Katan like jumps on the platform and kicks all those dudes' asses, and then gives Obi Wan the jetpack. Um, yeah, no, the, those were those were awesome clips. And that is what I kind of missed from the original Clone Wars, like airing. I was like, I love the original music, but sometimes, oomph. and with Rebels, we did get that. Like, there's some scenes where it's like, na 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 na, or even when Leia appears, mm-hmm. it's like, na na na. It's like, just, it just you need those elements. And with this season of the Clone Wars, it's like he's been allowed mm-hmm. to do that finally. Because in this episode, I mean, there's like, there's like tons of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like we said, it opens with the Star Wars theme. Yeah. And it just, I don't know what it is, it just hits right. a yeah. bit more. Like, it just hits the core a little bit more. It's just like, I'm thinking, do you think we'll get to hear Jewel of the Fates? Oof. Oh. <laughs> I feel like it's, I feel like it's almost impossible to not have it with, it's so even good. if it's subtle. Like, like in Solo, it's there, but it's subtle. Um, I feel like there, yeah, there, there has to be a time mm-hmm. when we get <laughs> like just somewhere like that has to happen. Uh, yeah, it's it's it, this is just going to be insane, and like there's no, there's it, like so many. It's like how do you have so many words and yet no words <laughs> like at the same time? Like I, it, this whole episode and what it's set up is just. It's going to be mind blowing, and I'm especially interested in how Maul gets like resolved in all this. Like, yes, because he was supposed to die. Like originally, original, like the original plan for Siege of Mandalore was supposed he was supposed to end here. Um, and like, but then of course, when everything changed, we got rebels. They're like, oh, okay, let's finish him here. Um, so obviously, the plan has changed to some degree. 
And it's like, is he going to escape? Is he going to get captured? Is he going to get, is he going to escape capture? <laughs> like, who knows? Like, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really intriguing where this is going to go. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely assuming it's going to be the case of, I've got you, Maul, clones, execute order 66. <laughs> shit, better work together. <laughs> Do you think that's going to happen on Mandalore or, oh, or like after the battle? Where? That's the thing I'm still <sighs> conflicted about because I think there's a scene in the trailer. I was like, did we see that? Like Rex in hyperspace. I was like, do we see that already or not? There's so there's I'm a intrigued. shot in particular where they're on the bridge and Rex is on his hands and knees looking fucked up, and Ahsoka's got her lightsabers like on the defense and she's standing on the table. Yeah, like that is that is something you know that is something for sure. So. That, that almost makes me feel like we resolve Mandalore before Order 66. But again, that's just pure speculation. Because I don't think that's the case of the Ahsoka novel. No. no. I, I feel like it's on Mandalore, right? He escapes. Like, peace out. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, know, know that I, don't know, our- I don't know to what degree that Ahsoka novel is going to get changed. Because there are already very slight discrepancies, but there is already a discrepancy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty nuts. I know someone said that in the Ahsoka novel, they mentioned that she buries a clone, mm-hmm. like a a specific clone, as Rex, and people are like, "Whether that turns out to be Echo." <laughs> Ooh. Man, like, hasn't he been through enough, guys? <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, there's a shot in the trailer that is very disturbing to me, and. Darth Maul has Jesse, like in his yeah. in his grasp, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. That makes me very sad. <laughs> um, yeah, I think also the Ahsoka novel talks about her burying her lightsabers. Yeah, on on mm. Mandalore, and again, we there's there's a shot of her on the the Star Destroyer with the lightsabers. So who knows? Unless it crashes in Mandalore or something. <laughs> Oh, by the way, we'll invade you now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, I think like the only thing we can say really now is to finish up is the uh, obviously Maul uh, looking sexy as always. Mm-hmm. Um, still looking for Kenobi because I mean, if you're gonna if you have a stick, sticks to it, you know. He's like, <laughs> he knows what he likes. <laughs> it's one of the all-time great Star Wars rivalries, maybe the greatest. <laughs> Kenobi and Maul. Also. If you're in social isolation and anyone tries to pretend, like, if you've got a friend who's like a douchebag who doesn't listen to the rules, if they knock on your door asking to go out, just go to the door, don't open it, and just go, Why are you here? (laughs) (laughs) I I expected someone else, my grub (laughs) delivery man. (laughs) Oh, God. You're not. Olmec, <laughs> we were expecting pizza. <laughs> Can somebody Photoshop? Like what I was thinking was, you guys remember Anchorman, the story of Ron Burgundy? Oh, when, of course. <laughs> when Veronica Cordingstone steps in for Ron as the anchor when he's like off mourning Baxter getting punted off of the bridge. Um, <laughs> that movie's so good, by the way. Just like that sentence. sentence. <laughs> so and then you have Steve Carell's 
a lovely simplistic character who's sitting next to her looking at her sideways like you're not Ron <laughs> just have good like Darth Maul photoshopped on his face you're not Kenobi pan over to Ahsoka at the desk that's yeah. just what I'm thinking you're not Kenobi oh my gosh oh god oh god poor Maul stood up again yeah Poor fella. He only murdered the village. <laughs> and more. <laughs> he deserved um, it. <laughs> well, has anyone else got anything to say before we wrap up? Uh, probably too much, but I can't even process it. So <laughs> <laughs> I need more in my eyeballs right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is going to be a long ass week. It really is. Oh, my God. Which, is, again, this is a, like it's a nice treat knowing that. Um, the final episode will be May 4th and a, a, a fairly short turnaround between, I think that's Friday to Monday. Um, yeah, it is. So it's nice that we only have a few days for like the last section, but man, these, these next couple of weeks are going to be a little, a little rough. See how many times we can rewatch old friends now forgotten, <laughs> but in the next week. <laughs> that's probably exactly what I'm going to do after we get off of this, uh, this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Is now you said popcorn and watching it. And I'm like, wait, that's what I need to do right now. <laughs> no, it was because it, it was fun because usually Disney Plus doesn't like it isn't amazing at like figuring out when to drop something. So like sometimes it'll be like on my phone app, but not on the Xbox app or on the desktop, but not on the like phone app. And um, sometimes also it's like 20 minutes late, like after midnight. Um but yesterday it came up on like twelve oh two, so I was like, "Okay, it's happening." It is time. <laughs> Nicky's on his phone, but he wants it to be on his Windows app. He's like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. it's so true. Yeah, <laughs> but oof. yeah, this next week, pray for pray for us because. <laughs> We got a lot. We got a lot going on in the head. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Um, this is another episode where we try to do a thirty-minute, thirty to forty-minute episode. We're on an hour thirty-seven, so we're going to wrap up. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. We shall see. We shall see you next week. Yes, Queen. See ya. Bye, everyone. Oh, bye. Bye. Hey, out there in listener land, thank you for listening. If you want to hear or see more from the Senators, please go to the website imperialsenatepodcast.com, where you will find links to the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for the show, as well as our Discord server, Twitch, and YouTube channels. You can also email in to imperialsenatepodcast at gmail.com, and please consider leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you again, and may the Force be with you. Dissolve the council permanently. The last remnants of the old republic.